0: Cool, so we've been like, <coughs> we've been doing this week by week, and just like for those guys who haven't heard the recordings or haven't been here, whatever, I'll just give you a quick update. Um, I feel like God put on my heart to start a uh, teaching night and to share with you guys sort of like a, a schedule that He downloaded into my mind. And He said, Nate, there's a, a place where you start and there's a place where you end. And the place where you start is you want to have intimate relationship with God. You want to know him and you want to see him in your life and you want him to um, be an actual thing rather than just like an idea, philosophy, theology, whatever. Something real. Something actual like a friend to friend, a human to human kind of thing. That kind of engagement. That's where you start. And then where you end is actually doing that, living that out in your real life. This is a real actual thing you know what I mean and so he kind of downloaded some steps for me how to get from A to B and it was just kind of like all these topics that people bring up to say yeah I could draw near to God but dot 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 I've got sin in my past or I just don't believe that he's there or I don't even know what to believe like I've heard so many different things all these different topics come up and stops people from drawing intimately um into Jesus and that's not cool you know what I mean like I want to Tackle all those things like that you should be free to be able to go, God, I want to meet with you. And and like that's it. <laughs> it's just simple, you know what I mean? Like that's what you were created for and all these lies that get in the way, horrible things that we get taught and we get led to believe, they should be cast down. And so as we go, I'm sort of almost going like one topic per week, kind of, maybe like one topic every two weeks or three, if it's a big topic. But I feel like what's going to happen is um, there'll be one or maybe two topics that really stick out to you as we go. Maybe even more. I don't know. I don't know about a number. But there'll be some that really stick out to you. And I reckon, I haven't said this before, but I'll say it tonight. If you do feel that way, like even after tonight's talk, for example, if you feel that way, like don't act on it later. Act on it tonight. Like come to me. Come to uh, Brad or Jason or whoever. Or put your hand up and say, this is the issue for me. It was, it was faith the whole time. That's what I was missing. I didn't see it. I noticed it. I don't know what to do to get into that, but I know that's the issue. And so, guys, can you just pray for me and just release the favor of God over my life, please? I just need help with this. Does that make sense? So don't, don't act on it later. Act on it now. Like God's, God's speaking to your heart constantly. And if he, if he makes a topic big in your heart, listen to it and respond to it. <laughs> um,
1: <it's> all right yeah <laughs>
0: people in the recording are like what's going on <laughs> um cool so yeah i just would encourage you guys to do that like be honest with yourself like if you feel something big on your heart seek it out seek like do something about it that's all i'm trying to say that, that, there will come up topics that you just go, that's it for me. That's what I've been missing. That's what I've been longing for. Help me get there. And that's what this kind of teaching has all been about. So, okay, let's get into it. So, I posted on Facebook last week that I was going to start the conversation um, heading towards faith. Which, like, I was just saying to you guys, if there's a particular topic that rises in your heart. For that, for me, it was definitely faith. I almost felt like I had everything else, but like, Faith is a big one. It's like, it was like a big jigsaw puzzle and I completed the edges and then there was one huge piece that went in the middle and I had, I had no idea what the picture was, but then this huge just like, bam, Faith uh, jigsaw piece <laughs> fit there. And I was like, oh, and I saw Jesus. That's a cool analogy. Um, so that, that's what it was for me, right? And so I talk about it a lot. I teach on it a lot because it me- means a lot to me. But I know it doesn't mean the same thing for everyone else because everyone's individual. Everyone has their own lives, their own journeys, their own way of thinking, their own history, their own experiences. So it's complicated. So we're going to try and tackle everything along the way. But so I was going to open up the conversation into faith. But then I had like a really bad week and... Yeah, so like I've told some of you guys know my testimony if you were here in the first week. Um, God changed my life September 29th, 2015. So it's like a year and three months ago, something like that. Um, and without being arrogant or rude or boastful or whatever, I don't know that I had a bad day between then and now. Uh, last week, sorry. Like I, I just, I didn't. Like bad things happened for sure. It just didn't get to me. I was just, I felt rock solid up here and every thought that tried to come in that wasn't true, it was like, I was just able to clearly see it and just let it go. It's, I just knew it wasn't me, I knew it wasn't God and I knew it wasn't going to produce life in my life in my life, until last week, right? I, um basically what happened was I was just, I've had something building up in my heart for a long time, something I've not had peace about and it's to do with, uh, Prayer, faith, healing, and power. All those things sort of together. Like, I think a lot of people get really um, upset over that stuff, a very controversial topic, because the thing is that topic and that way of thinking actually produces a physical manifestation, right? So if you don't see it, it's like, what the heck? Am I doing it right? What am I doing wrong? It's all these things come in. Plus, people have like buried they're friends and family from sickness and disease. Like it's very personal, very difficult topic to deal with. And I just had some stuff in my heart that just wasn't right. I had, I didn't realize it at the time, but I'd shifted my mind, my mind's eye, my heart's eye from God back onto myself, just subtle, but it happened. And that's why I went crap. So basically, this is going to sound really weird, but I woke up Wednesday morning, I picked up my phone and it's in a life proof case. Brett Spithill gave it to me, cause he's amazing. You guys know him? Gave it to me for free. It's like a hundred dollar case. So it's like, it's a good case. And it's like, it's pretty life proof. So um, I picked it up and then I accidentally fumbled it. Fumbled it? I don't know, one of the two. And then, yeah, And then it was falling to the ground and I went to grab it, but instead of grabbing it, I hit it way harder down, like slammed it on the ground basically. And it, like life proof is not no it's, they have to change the name because it it's not you know slam proof you know what i mean <laughs> and the screen just went like it was already cracked but the screen just went haywire and the lcd was like messed up and i was like that's okay like immediately um psalm 112 came to my mind and says that um the righteous man is unmoved by bad news and that was bad news that my phone's not working anymore because we rely a lot on our phones in our culture let's be honest um and I was like, oh, I'm I'm gonna be fine. Like God's gonna fix my phone. Like just, you know, believing just like crazy, just like setting my mind on it. Like not crazy, but you know what I mean? Like just full on, he's gonna do it. I believe in it. And even like I picked up my sister for work and she was like, oh, your phone. I was like, don't worry about it. God will fix it, right? So just like trying my best to believe as like as much as I could. And every time I saw it that day, like I went to go check it like by habit and it was broken and I was like, Jesus, thank you, you know what I mean? Like, just believing that it's going to be fixed. And then it just, sometimes it would come back on and be like, oh yes, Jesus, Jesus, praise, praise. And then it just would go off again. I'd be like, oh, damn it. And then I went to sleep that night. I could still, like, use Siri to set my alarm and stuff because the phone was working fine and the, the screen was just messed up. And then I went to sleep that night and I was like, okay, thank you, Jesus. My phone's going to be fixed when I wake up tomorrow morning. I can't wait. Thank you, Jesus. Woke up the next day and my phone wasn't fixed. And I was just like, oh, it's just so silly retelling this story, but I was so mad. So, so mad. Do you guys feel me with this stuff? Mm. Do you guys know what I mean? just like, I'm believing God's do it. Even this is little thing, Cause you can do, you make the whole universe. You can't just like reset my LCD screen back like a day. Like you can do that, right? And I was like, am I doing something wrong? Am I believing wrong? Am I saying something wrong? And my eyes were just on me, on me, on me. And then I just got really super upset at God for the first time in a very, very long time. And it was, it was bad. Like, do you guys know what I'm saying? You get upset at God. You know it's not right. You know it's not right. You know you're seeing it wrong, but you still do it. You're just like, man, I, I'm doing what you say. I'm doing my best at w- what you say, but I'm not seeing it. And we get mad at God, right? So then that opened me up to all this crap that just came in. And then like, because I was mad at God, I, I feel like I'd lost my my security, my stable ground that I, I live on every day. And all this stuff just was starting to stress me out, worry me and just got super overwhelmed. And I was just like, frick. And I had not felt a feeling like that in in a very, very long time. And I was like, Texting people to pray for me, being like, I just can't do this. And then, anyway, the reason I tell you all that story, um, I feel a lot better now, by the way. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> kidding. Um, but what, what was funny was what, what happened to me, like sort of during and, and after that. Um, I felt like my faith left me completely. Like, and this might sound sort of silly, but I went to the beach that day and it was really hot. And normally I'd be like, thank you, Jesus, protecting my skin. I'm not going to get sunburned. Just, just going to go to faith, like, whatever. And then that day I was like, no, I'm definitely putting sunscreen on. God has not got my back with this stuff. So I put sunscreen on. And, and, then, and then I was walking on the ground and I, um, like, the ground was really hot. And I was like, usually I'd just be like, thank you, Jesus, not going to hurt my feet. And I was like, no, I've got to stand on the white ground. He's not going to protect my feet anymore and then I would walk on the little gutter and, and avoid the bindies and the, anyway. I just wasn't believing God like I normally would believe God. And even if my feet did get hurt, I would still just like press on like normally, but it felt like my faith was gone. And what was funny was my body was just so drained, so tired, so just like, I guess, emotional. And my mind was so just like out of it, angry at God, whatever. But my heart, it was like my heart was preaching to my head do you guys know what I mean by that? It's like, even though I um, was thinking wrong things, it was like my heart couldn't let God go because my heart knew God was right, and my heart knew that I was being stupid and that I wasn't seeing, seeing things properly. And what was funny was, I had zero faith for anything at that particular moment. Like I had no like faith is when you go, God will do this. Like you're saying it strongly. And you're like, I'm expecting him to do Faith is expectation. I'm expecting God to do X, Y, Z. I had zero of that. But I had this life in me that didn't leave me. And I started to think about that. And I was just really down the rest of the day. And I was like, God, what do I do? Like, t- teach me, help me, whatever. And I felt like you put on my heart, go listen to, because I love listening to sermons, go listen to a sermon on hope. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I typed in like one of the preachers I listened to and then the word hope. And then one came up. I started listening to it. And he, that's what I'm going to chat to you about tonight, by the way. If you're waiting for that cliffhanger, it's hope. That's, yeah. So if you only came for that, you can leave me. <laughs> um, yeah, he started, he started preaching on, on hope. And I see hope a lot in the Bible. And I, I thought I kind of just got it, like it seemed like a pretty simple idea, hope. Like it's like, oh yeah, you just wish that good things would happen, right? And yeah, that is it. But why is it so, in so many different places of the Bible, why is God called the God of hope? And why is it like, we rejoice in hope? And what's the deal there? And why is it faith, hope, and love? Those big three things, why is hope in there? Like I get faith and I get love being in there. And God taught me huge things in the past year, year and a half on faith and love. But hope, I was like, I don't get why it's such a big deal until Thursday or last week. Um, So that's what I'm going to chat to you about tonight. Because I think what I've done in the past, which has not been fully correct, is I've tried to preach faith. And sometimes when you preach faith, you can preach it quite aggressively and quite militant. Be like, just believe. Just say it, just see it, just, ah, you know what I mean? And sometimes people are just like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I don't have that strength. Like I'm barely keeping myself afloat today, to be honest with you. And you're asking me to start declaring things that I've never seen God do. And you're asking me to expect that to happen. Are you kidding me? You're asking me to expect that my parents are just suddenly going to become Christian. Like they're, they're nowhere near that. Are you kidding? Like, I can't do that right now. And we turn the, and then faith becomes this condemning thing. It's like, well, if only you believe, God would have shown up and done this and this and this. But because you don't believe, he's like, there's no chance. And there's a lot of truth in the fact that when you have faith, that's how the kingdom of God connects with you. Like, everything is unleashed by faith. But there's a step before faith. So if you feel like you are very much struggling to find faith, to find that expectation, (coughs) that strength of mind, that single eye, that perspective, that God will da, 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 we have to start with hope. Because, and this is the the big idea of this talk, and write this down if you're making notes, in the garden bed of hope, faith grows. In the garden bed of hope, faith grows. Without hope, there can be no faith. That makes sense, right? You can't start expecting something to happen if you have even zero desire for that to even happen in the first place. You can't, you know, you can't uh, be, you know, praying for someone in faith to be healed if you don't even know that's a, a thing. You know that God would do that. I'm expect- I I want I wish God would heal me. That's that's hope. I wish God would heal me. Faith is God will heal me hope is, I wish he would, I wish he'd do this, I'd like to see this, I hope he does this one day. That's actually not a bad place to be. It might sound faithless, it's not. It's the first step before faith comes. Learning to like um, be hopeful and steward your hope and get really excited about what might happen. You don't have to say, it will, it will, rah, rah, rah. That'll come. Steward and protect your hope well and then you watch faith will rise in that. But if you're like, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just slow down for a bit. Um, okay. Difference between the two, faith and hope. Hope is a father, like just in the, the the parable of the prodigal son, right? The younger son leaves and then spends all his money, regrets it, and is coming back home to apologize to his dad and say, I'll become a servant, right? Hope is the father looking out on that long stretch of a road each day. I hope he comes back. Does that make sense? That's hope. I really hope he comes back one day. I don't know if he will, but I really hope he does. Faith is, he's coming back. I see him coming back. I see him walking towards me, even before you actually physically see him. Does that make sense? Mm. (coughs) A few more, I just wanna make this really clear. Hope says, I wish God would do something in my life. I really wish I could see a miracle. I really wish I could see evidence that God actually does heal people. I really wish that um, I had a really good relationship with God. I really wish that I just knew that he was real. And I really wish that I didn't have to put on this face every time I come to worship night or teaching night or whatever, I really wish I could just be myself. That's hope. And it's a really, really good thing. It brings life. It brings life to the, to the soul to have hope. You ever seen someone who's hopeless? It's devastating to watch. It's almost worse seeing someone who's completely without hope than someone who's being eaten away by like a disease or something. Because hope is just that like, necessary to life. This story just came up in my head so I'm going to tell you it because it's cool. Um, there was this man, no idea what his name was, but he was told that he had terminal cancer and that he had three months to live. Exactly three months, right? And there's no cure for it. It just was what it was. <coughs> three months to the day later, he passed away. They did an autopsy on him and they found no cancer. Do you get that? He gave up hope. He gave up life. He caved in and his body followed suit. His mind gave up hope that he was gonna keep on living. They told him, you're gonna die. He accepted it, he believed it, and then his body followed what his mind did. Crazy, hey. (laughs) Um, So, hope feels, but faith sees. Hope feels. And faith sees. Faith is, it, I see it. something happening. Hope's like, I feel like, I feel like this, I feel like that. I, I want this to happen. I wish that would happen. Just making this super, super clear so you see the difference. Because in my mind right now, it's literally like step one, step two. Faith, step one. Uh, sorry, hope, step one. Faith, step two. If you don't have faith right now, it's totally okay. Don't beat yourself up. That's the worst thing you can do for it. The worst thing you can do for it. Do you know why? Because then hope starts to leave. <laughs> it does the exact opposite effect. You go, frick! I just wish I believed in, in this and that. I wish I had a stronger faith. I wish I just expected God to do things like I see other people do. Just the best thing you could do is just wish that you were like that without being like, I'm so pathetic. I, I just don't have the faith other people have. and Just down, 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 down. And then hope leaves completely. And you just walk around hopeless. God will never change my life. God's never going to show up never going to get married, never going to have a good job, it's going to work 95 in a cubicle the rest of my cool. life, blah, blah, blah. That's how hopeless people speak. You've heard it, right? Cool. Yeah, so honestly, some of you guys, I reckon, you're not ready for faith yet, and that's totally okay. And there's areas in your life, and I'm not just talking about faith as one general thing, I'm talking about faith in every area of your life. Faith for um, finances, faith for... Relationships, faith for connecting with God, faith for healing, faith for understanding the wo- everything, faith connected to everything. Right? It's a huge topic. You're not ready for that yet, and that's okay. Just chill. <laughs> just chill. It's okay. It's okay. Can we all say it's okay? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just hope and wish and desire that you were there. And, just, and let's just watch what happens. Let's just watch what happens when you start having hope. Man, I don't know how I'm gonna get there one day, but I just feel like God's just gonna get me there. I'm just super excited, I don't know when and where. I just came, just, just cool. Imagine if we just started speaking like that <laughs> about everything we wanted to see, because everyone in this room has stuff they wanna see more of in their life to do with their relationship with God. Everyone does, I 100% do. It starts with hope, awesome. Okay. Oh, another one, this is a big one. I reckon some of you can't see people in your life changing right now. People that are really close to you and you really want them to get this, to get God, to get Jesus, to get kingdom stuff, to get the Bible, whatever, get identity, whatever. You can't, you just can't imagine them changing. And it's so easy, especially for family and friends, just be like, they'll never change. They've been like this for literally 20 years. My whole childhood, they've been like this. Like, they're not gonna change. Stop thinking that way. Stop thinking that way. Just start wishing that they were. (laughs) Start wishing, I'm making this super clear, I'm repeating myself a lot, but just start wishing that they were, hoping that they were, hoping that God will do something. Hoping that God will do something. Alright, this is awesome. Check this verse out. Proverbs 13 12, right? Hope deferred. Oh, you guys can turn there if you want. Um, Definitely, if you're making notes as well, write this verse down and highlight it in your Bible. Proverbs 13 12, it's just one verse. Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Now, I think there's potentially two meanings to this and they're very similar and I think they're both pretty accurate one for me is the the immediate one that sticks out is when you're hoping for something to happen and it doesn't happen when you set your expectation on something to happen or someone to do something and it doesn't happen that's a destroying thing in your heart does that make sense I'm expecting like just (laughs) like me with my phone I'm expecting to wake up tomorrow with a brand new, miraculous, miraculously healed phone. It didn't happen. My heart was sick because I'd set my hope on something. It didn't happen. But a desire fulfilled. When, when that stuff does actually happen, you're expecting something and it happens. Or you're expecting something and someone goes even over the top of that. That's a tree of life. It just like gives energy, gives life, gives purpose and just clarity and just all these amazing things, right? So it could mean that. But it could also mean, this is a different interpretation that I heard, and I think it's probably the right one. Not that the other one wasn't right as well, but hope deferred makes the heart sick. So the difference would be, not the desire or the expectation was deferred, but hope has been deferred. It's a subtle difference, but what I'm saying is basically hope has left you. Hope has left you. You tried, you sought after something, you sought after a desire, and it didn't happen. And so not only has that desire just been unfulfilled and you're upset about that, but now you're feeling hopeless. And that saying, when you're in that state, that makes the heart sick. Humans are not made to live without hope. I heard one time on a random, I think it was like an atheist Christian debate or something. I don't listen to that stuff anymore. It just goes on and on forever. (laughs) that's okay whatever that was (laughs) thanks Johnny Um, (laughs) yeah they they said um, (coughs) like sort of scientifically speaking there is three things that humans need to feel alive something to do someone to do it with and something to hope for something to do someone to do it with or something to hope for Take any one of those three things out, people start to shut down. Their lives start to dwindle. And I'm sure you can even think of your own life where you felt, what am I doing? Or like, who am I with right now? I'm, I'm super lonely. Or like, what am I achieving? Like, what's my long-term goal? Any one of those three things isn't there in your life. And Jesus gives you all three, by the way, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> any one of those three things is not there, summons off because you're made to live doing stuff with other people and achieving things in the future, looking forward to things in the future. Hope is so incredibly powerful. Let's just say, random example, a kid grows up in a family and is very badly treated growing up. That could be grounds for him to end his own life. But, oh, thanks, dude. It's like a zoo in here. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs)
2: It is like a zoo. Yeah, it's good.
0: (laughs) Um, Sorry, let's let's just say um, a young boy grows up in a family, he's abused by his father, he's treated horribly at school, just all around a very bad life, right? That could be grounds as he's growing up for him to start thinking I should end my life. A lot of people do go that route, but most people don't. And the reason that most people don't is because they're holding on to the idea that one day stuff will get better, right? One day I can leave this town, I can leave my family, I can go do my own thing. That's so powerful. It's just this one little thought and it gives them life for 20 years. Does that make sense? Hope is is literally that powerful. If you're feeling hopeless in any area of your life tonight, I really hope this encourages you with that area tonight to just find hope again. Find that desire, that wish. I wish God would. Da, 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 da. Hope is that palp. it's seriously life-giving and hope deferred makes the heart sick. If, if you're in a hopeless state, honestly, I don't, I don't think it's possible. I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but I don't think it's common for people to have a desire to want to end their own life unless they're out of state of absolute hopelessness, right? If there was even a glimmer of hope, that would be enough for people just to keep going, to keep pushing. Mm. One day, maybe someone might come into my life and help me and whatever. Like hope is literally that powerful. Steward your hope, take care of your hope. It's a really important thing. Like you, you'll you shut down without it, as I was shutting down last week. Um. <laughs> it's all good. Um. And maybe you can write this one down as well. As I said before, hope is a garden bed where faith grows. Hopelessness is a garden bed, (laughs) to use the same analogy, where depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts grow. Depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. Something that's tearing our generation in our um, immediate culture apart right now. How many people do we know that are experiencing anxiety? depression, and suicidal thoughts daily. Maybe the majority of people, which is a really scary thing to say, but it's probably true. It's horrible and, and, and that's because of hopelessness. I mean, we have a hope in Jesus. We have stuff to look forward to. We have stuff to, to grow in every single day. I honestly, I'm so privileged to be able to say I get to wake up every single day with a fresh hope that yesterday is not gonna be as good as today. Growing, faith to faith, glory to glory, strength to strength. These are Bible verses. It's not up, down, desert season. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, no, you have left me again. It's not that. that. Find me that in the Bible. Find me that in the life of, the Je- in, in the life of Jesus or in, in his disciples. Find me that. Find me that where he starts teaching on that. Where he starts going, you're going to experience a real hard desert season. It's going to feel like I'm not there. I'm probably not there. Um, deal with it. <laughs> like he just doesn't speak like that I'm always with you surely to the end of the age so stuff like that he's
1: actually carrying
0: you he's carrying us I like that the footprints The footprints. it's a famous one <laughs> <laughs> that's good I appreciate all comments by the way if you've not been in before comments, questions go <laughs> actually yeah let's do it. anyone got any questions any? Question? yeah yeah what's the difference between an affirmation and can you give me an example. So, an affirmation when, like, to make it fair, right? it's like you might speak words of like, life of yourself, being like, Today's gonna be a great day. You know what I mean? You're trying to make yourself believe, mm. but that's the, there's an an actual hopelessness in that. Yeah. You're trying to tell yourself that. How can I tell myself through hope and know it's truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a toughie. Well, so I'm, I'm there right now. <laughs> I, like, I feel it. I'm like, Yeah. So, I'm trying to yeah. talk life and be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah but if I'm actually speaking to an emptiness, then I feel it, I'm like, oh, I know that's not true. Mm. Okay, for people on the recording, the question is, what's the difference between an affirmation and, and hope? What, what would be the difference between actually speaking in hope and speaking just empty words, trying to G yourself up to get to a place of hope? Is that kind of what you're saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't feel the weight of the, the words you're speaking. Mm. Interesting, this is, this is the, the task that, comes with being thrown on the spot with questions (laughs) like that but i'll give it my best shot yeah absolutely don't don't speak
1: your own words speak the word of god oh come on Mm. yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. because you can't you can't do it yourself and
1: that's the difference that's what hope is it's something that you can't do yourself Mm. it's that's the thing that you hope for is in jesus so the only way Awesome. So, when you feel enough crappy, just get the Bible, find the good verses, you know, Psalms, Proverbs, Come on. wherever. And just, just keep reading them, just keep reciting them until there's nothing of you there. It's all just It's
0: all the That's yeah. it. And just a second question off that. Yes. Is a hope a promise? No. A hope is a desire. I wish. I wish something would happen. That's okay. it. Um, there's zero belief in hope as well. Do you get that? It's just, I just want it to happen.
1: But it may not be God's will that it happens. So, yeah, and and that's okay to tell him your dreams and desires. Yeah, for sure. But that's no promise from him that it is going to happen.
0: Yes, absolutely. Faith faith is where you start bringing in, do I am actually believing the words that I'm saying right now? Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I try to make such a clear distinction between hope and faith, because it's almost sort of not so important when you're trying to develop it. A place of hope in your own heart, whether you believe what you're saying over yourself or not. So there's a promise. and I'm hoping for that promise. So health would be an example. Yeah. It's actually faith. faith you the there promise. we go. Okay. Exactly. Wow. But that's the thing. You won't get faith without hope. So faith. <laughs> faith is read. Read Hebrews 11, verse one. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So you have to start with hope. You've got to hope for something. And then the assurance of that is faith. Mm. I am sure I will be healthy. I am sure this disease will leave me. I am sure God will heal me. I am blah, 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 blah. That's faith speaking. Mm. Hope is, I really wish he would heal me. I really wish I had a healthy body. I really wish I had a healthy mind, whatever. You guys see the difference? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Hebrews 11, verse one. <coughs> so good, that's a really good question. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Jazz. Sorry, can I just ask, for so long I've been scared of saying like, oh, I wish that happens because it feels like you're belittling God because it's like he can do that and then as soon as you're like, oh, I wish, it feels like you're saying, oh, like it's a fantasy kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. Where, how do you know that you're not belittling him or like, I don't know. Mm. Do you kind of get what I mean?
0: Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that, I'm really glad you asked that because... Um, Jazz was saying how do you know when you're speaking things of hope like I wish God would do da 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 that I'm not belittling him because he can do that but the way I'm speaking right now almost feels like he can't is that kind of what you're yeah, saying yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah yeah so I'm glad you asked that question because that's exactly what I was thinking as well coming into this especially I'm gonna we're gonna have teaching okay. night next week and it's gonna, I'm gonna open it up into faith right but once again, this is another distinction between hope and faith. You, God wants to draw you into a place of faith where what he says and the way that he sees you and sees the world and sees himself and all that sort of stuff is how you see, right? You just you hear what he says and you believe it. What I'm trying to say is you can't get there by just willing it. Just being like, ah, which is what sometimes I kind of, you know, try and tell people to do that, but I'm realizing sort of more and more, like I'm journeying with you guys. Like I'm just learning as I go here. It's not helpful. Like people just get condemned by it and they feel like powerless for it or they try it for a bit and it doesn't work and it's just like, well, what did I do wrong? Isn't even telling the truth to begin with? That sort of thing. What I'm saying is I think uh, faith will grow in that place of hope and that's okay that you, and you know that you just, I think you're being okay with the fact that um, you're not this like, rah, faith person right now. You're growing into that place and starting with hope. And I don't think that's belittling him.
1: And, and Naif, isn't it true that also that God can see into our hearts? You know, he's, he's, he's such a God that is so much bigger than all of us put together that he won't see it belittling if, if your heart is saying, no, Lord, I don't want to belittle you. If you're just saying, Lord, I'm just learning, I just want you to see um, what I'm feeling, then he sees that, you know, it's, it's, if you don't want it to be belittling, it won't be belittling because he can see it, he can hear it, the Holy Spirit's there um, as well, com- communicating with you, with
0: you mm. as well. So, totally. You know, yeah. It's all a
1: heart, um, a heart faith as well. Yeah. I'm
0: so sorry about the animals. No, it's fine. God's creation. It's good. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Does that make sense or is it still a little bit like... No, yeah, but... Yeah? Okay. Awesome. Renee. Sorry. I love (laughs) this question, guys. Good.
3: (laughs) Let me know if you're about to answer this. But, um, yeah, so hope brings faith. What brings hope without
2: striving?
0: <laughs> Just
2: can I, no. Sorry, can I say something? Just I feel like, I can, yeah, Just Um. So like, so Nath is like, you know, there's a reason why Holy Spirit is telling him to teach on, on truth. And now he's instead of moving straight to hope uh, to, to oh, faith, yeah. he's on to hope. And it's because it's sure of what we hope for, and certain of what we do not see. And those those two things are talking about your sure. So what is where does your hope come from, and what? And then we go well, like your hope comes from what you believe in. Like what your what is the like and what you believe in is the truth. And truth isn't just an understanding that you don't believe in. And so Nathan, when he talked about truth, he was saying, I am. When it's not about just reading the Bible and and just getting knowledge, it's actually about believing what the Word says. This mm. is it's all about belief. So then, when we come to believing in the in the Word, then we have something that we we have hope in because we actually believe it. And so, when you're talking about striving, Renee, it's because we're going for something that we don't actually believe in. Um, like we need to have a belief. And so it's like, sure of what you hope for, so sure of what you believe in, and certain of what you do not see, and what you do not see is also things that you believe in, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Because like, it's saying, set your mind on things above. So it, it needs to go like Nathan's been progressing, it's, it's for going from tr- like truth, so, and we, so we're sure of the truth, we're sure of what we hope for, that's belief. And certain of what we also believe, like what we do not see, because we believe in the things that are unseen. Mm-hmm. And we believe in the things that he says that he's going to do. Okay. Like, and it, yeah. so it has to come from actually believing and not just being a factual thing.
3: Yeah. So, um, belief, though, comes from faith. So if you don't have that faith to believe, how can you get that hope? Do you know what I mean? Because like yeah. saying you're yeah, having a belief to hope in something... Where do you get that belief to hope without faith? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, we're just, like, because, yeah, what I, this is what I got from it. Yeah, yeah, Like, um, Nath was saying, like, hope is, is separate to, like, um, faith and belief. And, and so, like, before even belief, you don't, like, you just said, um, yeah, you don't need to have belief in hope. But then it, like, in the, I'm just a bit confused. Yeah. Like, where, just hope derives from you know what I mean like is it just by setting your mind on the kingdom and it automatically comes or like yeah where I just yeah
0: I purely think it's a desire just from your own heart you search your own heart what do you want I think that's where hope births out of yeah you know what I mean yeah um Iggy
2: I think like hope comes from an understanding of God and an encounter with the love of God mm. hope mm-hmm. and the goodness of God are really linked. mm once you encounter Jesus' love,
1: um, does that sort of make
2: sense? So that's it's more of an
3: understanding. So hope comes from understanding.
1: But, you, but don't try and do it all on your own, on your own merits. I mean, remember God lives inside you, so He's the one that's going to give you the desire to have faith in Him and believe in Him and hope in Him. Mm. So don't, don't try and like the striving comes with when you try and do it on your own. Mm but he's already he's already placed him inside you. You, you you feel and see God's love in things that he gives you and he does yeah he gives you a desire to to know him better to become more intimate with him mm. and and as you as you grow in your intimacy with God you, you develop you develop you develop your belief you develop your hope you develop your faith mm.
0: yeah I, I'm 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 hoping that it's hoping <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm desiring that this is a, a that there's a clear distinction between hope and faith and like I said before in my mind it's step one step two mm. I, I understand you, what you're trying to say though you're trying to say where is that hope even coming from mm-hmm. like I think even non-Christians like unbelievers would walk around with a lot of hope do you know what I mean like it's just uh, what I'm trying to say is if what, what I'm really trying to attack here is hopelessness I'm like, I think hope's a very natural thing that comes to people once they hear good news, right? Um, what I'm really trying to destroy is, I've never seen God do that. He didn't do it last time I tried it. Why would he do it this time? You know what? Screw the whole healing thing, I'm, I'm done with it. That's what I'm trying to discourage. Jackson? Um,
2: the Greek word for hope means joyful expectation. Beautiful. And you can only expect something that you've heard about or been told about. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Jesus gave me all this authority said I'd I, I heal the sick Sick, I'm going to expect that Yeah. Oh crap, they didn't get healed That's more weird that they,
0: that they did get healed Yeah, see, okay, that's, that's really good Because the only thing that will keep you going In that moment, when you pray for someone They don't get healed Is that hope that one day they will I'm just going to keep pressing, pushing, pushing I, I read it in the Bible He said it to me it's God never lies. He never lets one word out of his mouth that's not gonna come true, right? Never returns to him void. It must happen. But what keeps you going when you're not seeing it is that hope. Because I reckon, like, like I said before with what happened to me last week, faith felt like it left. I didn't have the strength to start believing this stuff that I was really, really, in my mind against. If that makes sense? But hope is what's gonna keep you going and moving and pressing. Um, yeah I, I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping this is clear um, maybe it'll become clear more during the week as to think about it. like for, for, honestly God told me to preach this on Saturday so I'm learning it as well so I'm sorry if I've said stuff that's a little bit um, confusing um, but yeah I'd, yeah anyway let's just keep moving sorry can I just say
2: one thing sorry I'm one, one thing be short. <laughs> Um but like you can, you can have like, in good and bad things so it's, it's so hope is it has to pair with uh, like something that you've found out mm. you know so like so we're talking about hope in things that you learn from the word from God like, and so like how do you get hope? Like, well if you're not reading the word and you're not pursuing God then you're not going to understand anything to have hope in mm. so we need to be feeding ourselves with things that are true. That yeah. too hoping. Yeah. Um so it needs yeah. So yeah,
1: we should get one. So mm. it
2: has to yeah. at least, yeah. at, least
3: yeah. at least have that factor in it. Yeah. Yeah. The feeding information that's Does,
0: coming in yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, so. Awesome. <laughs> I'm getting well, it. <laughs> cool, cool. Um I can just gonna prophesy over all you guys now it's gonna make more sense during the week. It'll 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 click more. Um Yep. awesome thank you Jesus um, one last little scripture which is just awesome and this is especially for if you have baggage tonight if you, have, if you are in a dark season right now if you are super doubting if you are bringing anything to the table it's just like man that's really legitimately getting to me this is for you Psalm 42 5 it's pretty close to Proverbs if you want to flip there Psalm 42 To be honest, if any of you are really hurting, confused, just a bit lost right now with life, spend some time reading Psalm 42. It's really, really epic. Like, it starts off by saying, as the deer is panting for water, like a thirsty, dying animal is panting for water, God, I long for you. Because God, he doesn't feel God in his life, he doesn't have that manifest presence of God. He's had it before, but now it's not there, and he's longing. And it's like he's dying without God. It's this incredible psalm. I think it's David. I could be wrong, but either way, it's incredible. So Psalm 42:5, right? Why are you down? Oh, sorry. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you? In turmoil within me. Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Reading it again. And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation. So this is coming back to what I was saying before, where humans are made up of three parts. I believe I'm not 100% sold on whether this is like scripturally, but this is the best I know how at this current point in my life. (laughs) Um, Body, soul, spirit. Body, your flesh, soul, thoughts, uh, your will, your emotions in your mind, and then your spirit. And your spirit's the part that's been born again, joined joined with Jesus, made perfect, made righteous, and all three of those make up you. This guy is saying, whether it's David or not, I'm not sure, why are you downcast, O my soul? So he is speaking to himself. He is speaking actually to his own thoughts, to his own emotions, to his own whatever's going on in his head, because he's like, why are you so emotional? Why are you that upset? Why are you so downcast? Why are you so down and depressed? Do you guys see what I'm sort of getting at here? Have you had a season like that or even had a moment like that where it's like, you know, what you're feeling in your mind and in your body, like that draining just sadness and depression and anxiety and whatever, you know that's not God. You know it's not even right for you to be thinking that, but you can't help it. And it's like your spirit is preaching to your soul. Come back soul, why are you so downcast? And what's awesome is the next little sentence, He gives what he thinks is the solution for his soul being so downcast. Hope in God. (coughs) For I shall again praise Him. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm gonna do it this decade, but I shall again praise Him. Hope in God, soul. It's like you're speaking to your own thoughts, but you're like, yeah, you're like, you, you, you're understanding and you're recognizing that something's off in your mind, in your thoughts and your emotions, and if you haven't been there, you will. Like, it's, it's normal. <laughs> it's, it's um, what'd you say, Yig? I said, if you, haven't been in, if you haven't been there, praise God. Yeah, exactly. But um, if you have been there, it's normal and it's okay. <coughs> but what I'm gonna say to you is, next time it does happen, do what this guy does. The reason that your soul is so downcast is because of lack of hope. Hope is leaving you, and you need to will, <laughs> need to speak and preach to your thoughts, no, I'm gonna hope in God. And you notice how it says hope in God? Doesn't say, doesn't say find hope again, because you could find hope in tons of different things. And doesn't even say hope in like, your experience of what God's done so far doesn't even say hope in the words that I'm speaking right now. I fall into this trap so, so easily. I'm, I'm praying for something. I'm believing for something. And then all of a sudden, my faith switches from God to what I've just said. And I prayed it with such fierceness and boldness. And I believed it. And, rah, rah, rah. and my faith went from God to me. And then I wonder why it didn't happen. <laughs> because I'm believing in me again. It's such a subtle thing, but it really got me recently. If you want to read more about that, actually, I'll preach on it probably next week, but Jesus says when he's speaking, you know, I told you guys about the fig tree a few weeks ago. Jesus starts that little segment on faith. He goes, have, um, so whatever you say, wait, if you say to this mountain and believe in your heart that what you say will come to pass, even this mountain will be thrown into the sea. I'm just paraphrasing. But before he says that, and you realize it doesn't say anything about God in that section, what you say If you believe in your heart, what you say will come to pass, it will be done for you. God is not mentioned in that section, but the sentence before that is a simple sentence. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. And the easiest thing to do in that circumstance is have faith in what you just said. Faith in your faith, actually. And faith in your faith is not faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith that what he says in the word is gonna happen. So I'm getting a bit distracted here, jumping ahead one week. But um, yeah, if you guys are in that spot right now, there's just a, there's a like a, a darkness. There's just a horrible thing going on in your life. You're just like, whatever it is, like hope in God. <laughs> He's for you. He loves you. He'll never leave you. Nothing can separate you from Him. He's so about your joy. He's so about your peace and your strength. He didn't create you with this capacity for joy to not lead you into the into its fullness. That would be cruel if he did that. If he created this human with this amazing capacity to have this amazing joy, and then the plan he actually had for his life was just like this dull week by week, month by month, year by year until you retire and then go to heaven. Like, he is so for your joy. He so badly wants to see you just like loving life, killing it in hope, in joy, in faith, with strength, believing, walking with Him as a son and a daughter of God or a daughter of God, sorry. Um, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll just, I'll read out some scriptures and we can have a bit of a pray. Um, if you need breakthrough with anything in your life, any area, anything Step 1 start with hope Step 1 start with hope write this down if you write notes Start with hope Step 2 faith will grow faith will grow and then step 3 then the kingdom will come <laughs> Start with faith Sorry start with hope faith will grow then the kingdom will come Everything through the kingdom is accessed by faith. Everything. If you're struggling for faith, start with hope. Start with a desire in your heart. Wish. Ask God. Awesome. Um, yeah. Hope before faith. That's the title of this sermon. <laughs> All right. Can I get everyone to close their eyes? <laughs> I'm just going to read out some scriptures about hope and what I want you to do is as I'm reading this out I want you to ask and pray Holy Spirit can you show me what I need hope for right now show me what I need faith for right now show me what I need breakthrough for right now just even that that one thing even if there's lots of things just asking for that one main thing He'll show it to you. It's a good God. Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, famous verse For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Notice there how he doesn't say, and to give you a kingdom and to give you faith and to give you this, just to give you a hope, because he knows that that's gonna spur on that sort of chain, that process. Hope, then faith, then breakthrough. Hope, then faith, then breakthrough. Proverbs 23, 18, surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. What a good, if, if, if anyone here is having Suicidal thoughts, being tormented with demonic evil, darkness, just stuff that's so not them, so not what should be there. Write that down. Proverbs twenty three eighteen. Proverbs twenty three eighteen. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. That's a promise. And every promise is yes and amen in Jesus. Proverbs ten twenty eight. The hope of the righteous brings joy. <laughs> who who needs more joy? <laughs> start with hope <laughs> Job 14 7-9 for there is hope for a tree if it, will, if it be cut down that it will sprout again and that its shoots will not cease though its root grow old in the earth and its stump die in the soil yet at the scent of water which is Holy Spirit it will bud and put out branches like a young plant. It's a hectic, hectic verse. I'm going to read it again. For there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. This is Job 14, 7 to 9, by the way. Though its root grow old in the earth, and its stump die in the soil, yet at the scent of water it will bud and put out branches like a young plant. If you feel like a cut down tree, it's okay, you can grow again. Psalm 33:18: "Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His steadfast love." Zechariah 9:12: "Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. Double. If you've lost anything, I feel like things' have been taken away from you. God has a, has a habit of restoring things to you double. <laughs> I even heard that it was almost a blessing sometimes in the Old Testament because the, the teaching on the fact that God's going to restore to you double like he does to Job was so powerful and so strong. It was almost like, yes, stuff was taken from me. I'm going to get double. <laughs> Psalm 130 verse 7. Hope in the Lord simple one for with the Lord there is steadfast love and with him is plentiful redemption 1 John 3 3 and everyone who therefore hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure purifies himself by hoping as he is pure you actually rid yourself of crap that shouldn't be there as you start to hope and develop hope in your heart Romans 5 2 to 5 It's funny that the end of that chain is hope. You can seriously imagine God putting in any other word there, but he put in hope. It's like that's where he wants you to end up, in a place of hope, after all that suffering. Romans eight eighteen twenty-five, 25 last verse. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. That last little bit again, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? If you have something, you don't hope for it. You're going to hope for what you want God to do. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. It's funny, I was listening to a sermon today and um, you guys can open your eyes if you want. Um, I was listening to a sermon today and it was talking about how Jesus came to the earth as a man and he came somehow as a man, and not, sorry, not created as a man, as a baby. And then he grew up, which is just crazy. But he somehow knew his whole life that he'd been sent there with a mission. The mission was to destroy the works of the devil, right? To destroy sin, to bring back reconciliation, to relationship, all that sort of stuff, right? So, but Jesus started his ministry at 30. Put your hand up if you're below 30. Most of us, sorry that you guys that aren't, that's okay. Point (laughs) still remains. (laughs) He would have grown up in an environment, seeing the works of the devil, every single day, knowing that he was the one sent to destroy those works, but he couldn't. Yet, he had to wait until God the Father, because he, he did whatever his father told him, whatever he saw his father do, that's what he did. He was obedient to God through faith. He had to wait for God the Father to initiate his ministry, which just happened to be at 30 years old. And then he gets baptized, the Spirit of God comes down, Gospel of John says it remains on him. The dove remains on him. Holy Spirit stays with him wherever he goes. It's crazy. But he waited until he was 30. That's, that's my point. Is that there's actually a beauty in waiting. And it, it seems so frustrating. Like we're such a culture of just like doing, doing, doing every single day. I can't wait, can't wait. Like I'll order some jeans of ASOS. They better be here in the next two days. I'm just going to be like, ah. You know what I mean? There's, there's beauty in waiting. There's beauty in waiting. It's okay. There's, there's no rush. Where did this rush idea come from? I reckon it came from the devil. He's like, "Are you serious? You're 23 and you don't even have an intimate relationship with God by now? You go, there's no hope for you." Oh. <laughs> there's no rush. Let's just can we all just like be a community that just like chills, like I mean passionately goes after God, yeah, but chills and doesn't actually like stress. Just like, ah, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm like 19 now. I don't know what to do and blah. It's like, dude, Jesus was 30 and he hadn't done any ministry, as far as was recorded in the Bible. He's just a carpenter, and that was he was doing the will of God (laughs) by being a carpenter till he was 30. It's okay. We can just we can relax a bit. It's okay. Awesome. Um, That's it, guys. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. And recording.